Today on CityCast Philly, back in 2019, there were massive explosions in a fire in South Philly that shut down the largest and oldest oil refinery on the East Coast. Now, there's plans to add a business hub for e-commerce and life sciences with 19,000 jobs. But there's not a lot of walkways, roads, or even access to public transportation. I'm speaking with Inga Saffron, architecture columnist at the Philadelphia Inquirer, who says the new site needs to focus on how people can get there. It's Wednesday, October 18th. I'm Trinina Ree, and here's what Philly's talking about. Inga Saffron, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks, Trinae. It's nice to be here. Great. So this land that formerly housed the Philadelphia Energy Solutions Refinery is now owned by Hillco Redevelopment Partners. And you report that this fall they're breaking ground and will bring life back to this site. I mean, how big is this site? What are we talking about? This site is huge. It is uh, 1,300 acres, which is half the size of Center City. It's really, really enormous. It it runs pretty much from the University City Bridge to the Platte Bridge, which is that bridge that goes to the airport. You know, it runs along the Schuylkill River, you know, the, the whole length of the southern part of the city. And I'm curious, now they've renamed this section. Hilco has renamed the land the Bellwether District. I'm curious, do we know why? No, it's rebranding. You know, I didn't specifically ask because I assumed that Bellwether suggests a new direction that is responsive to to the times. So it's a little bit of just marketing purposes, Oh, absolutely. It's definitely marketing, branding, trying to give it a new identity, which it it definitely is. I mean, what they've done there is quite remarkable because this was a hellscape of oil tanks and pipes and these flares. And it was one of the last and dirtiest industrial sites in Philadelphia. And in the span of four years, they removed every bit of it and remediated up to a point, the soil. So what does the site look like now? They're starting from scratch, right? Yeah, it's completely cleared. It's just this vast kind of brownish dirt plain that goes on as far as the eye can see. So Inga, the Bellwether District is promising to be a new hub for business and tech jobs, an estimated 19,000 even. Is this what the city needs right now? Well, it's one of the things the city needs, I I think. It's, it's what they call a logistics hub because it's basically these big warehouses where all the stuff we order online gets stored as a kind of transfer point. And you know, the southern half of this site is at sort of the juncture of 95 and 76, the airport, the port. A lot of people don't like these logistics centers, especially when they're built in in residential neighborhoods and agricultural land. But, you know, if we're going to have them, I would argue that this kind of location is the right location for them, very close to all our forms of transportation. And so you can get stuff in and out relatively painlessly. And I would say the other 
good thing about it is that, you know, in Philadelphia, we have a very high poverty rate and a lot of people need jobs and a lot of people don't have enough education to get good paying entry level jobs. And I think these are the kind of jobs that are accessible to Philadelphia's workforce and, you know, will help people get decent pay and benefits to start. I should also add um, that in addition to the logistics center, uh, they're planning to have a life science hub in the northern part, which would have, you know, more um, high paying jobs. But with that, uh, you have some criticism of the site as it is right now. And you say that transportation still needs to be well thought out for the Bellwether District. Why do you say that? Because of what went on there with oil refining, it was really cut off from the rest of the city. And there weren't a lot of entry points from the roads into the site. There wasn't uh, almost no mass transit and obviously very little walking and, and biking. And so you're talking about, A, you know, employing 19,000 people over the next 20 years. A lot of people. Um, <laughs> and B, they're going to have to have all this truck access. Mm-hmm. They're talking about 2,500 trucks when everything is built out. You need to really think hard about how you're going to get all those people there and all those trucks there without impacting the adjacent neighborhoods, which, you know, run from Girard Estates to Gray's Ferry. You know, based on my reporting, you know, it's being done backwards. They're they're hoping that's going to work out, but they're making all these plans for warehouses and for life sciences. But it's the tail wagging the dog. It's coming after they're already starting construction. Inga, what does Hilco say about this? Oh, they say they're working on it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not its not entirely up to them. I mean, obviously, they're a big part of it, and they need to be working with the city, with PennDOT, with SEPTA, and they are all working and talking. There's a coalition of neighborhood groups. They're also negotiating over some of these transportation issues. They don't want parking in their neighborhoods. <laughs> they don't want trucks in their neighborhoods, obviously, right. and they would not talk to me. And they said the conversations were too sensitive. So I think there's a real tension between a legitimate desire to keep the trucks out of the neighborhood and to manage them efficiently and get them into the Bellwether District. And, you know, Hilco wants to uh, or will need to revamp three major intersections for the trucks. Right now, those road designs could compromise walking and biking and and other forms of transit. That, you know, that needs to be addressed. But, you know, as often happens in this country, the infrastructure lags behind these kinds of economic developments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really unfortunate. It's not all Hilco's fault. It's it's the way our country works that, like, we're so happy to get economic development and jobs that we feel like, oh, this will take care of itself. But it requires investment, too. You also 
compare this new bellwether district to the navy yard and you know so i'm curious why did you make those comparisons in terms of the transportation and access to transit hubs and uh, buses and walkways and things like that i made the comparison for several reasons the navy yard is 1200 acres so virtually the same size Mm -hmm. it was also completely transformed from a, a Navy base into a kind of business center. It's not logistics. It's a little higher level of light manufacturing and life science research. But it's now 20 years old. It employs 15,000 people. So we're talking about over a 20-year span. Bellwether employing 19,000. So they're very similar. And they're in the same place. You know, They actually have a, a common border. So When the Navy Yard was first planned, there was lots of planning for parking, but there was no serious planning for mass transit. And that's that site is much more part of the city. It's at the foot of Broad Street. You know, there was talk of having an extension of the Broad Street subway. We're still talking about it. Uh, So there is a free shuttle that goes from the Broad Street station at the sports complex to the Navy Yard. But, you know, it's cumbersome. And as a result, 93% of the people who work in the Navy Yard drive to the Navy Yard. This is a very close-in place. We should have much higher rates of transit usage to the Navy Yard. We shouldn't we shouldn't be creating these major, major new modern job centers on the same model as suburban office parks. Those suburban office parks are outmoded. We shouldn't be building new ones. Another concern for the Bellwether District involves environmental issues. And again, like you said at the top of the show, this used to be an old refinery site, and it's located in an area that has been industrial for years. So what are some of the community members and environmentalists saying needs to be addressed, is being addressed when it comes to environmental issues? There, there are some neighborhood groups and environmental groups that really feel that the federal government and the, the state DEP are, are not demanding enough remediation from HILCO. That's the Department of Environmental Protection. And I'm not an environmental reporter, so I'm, I'm not really capable of, of evaluating that criticism. They have remediated the soil up to a certain level. Their remediation plans have not been given the final seal of approval from the DEP or the EPA. They're still working on that. So it's a very mixed bag. And, you know, one of the problems, I would say, is that there's almost like a two-track approach. The city regulates like uh, building code issues and planning, and that proceeds on its own track, totally separate from the DEP or the EPA, which regulate the safety of the remediation plan. And so even though there's been no sign-off yet on the remediation plan, and the Clean Air Council is really asking a lot of questions about how well it's been accomplished, Hilco is permitted to proceed with construction. Now, they are capping the site 
laying a kind of concrete foundation on which these buildings will sit. And that's been done in other heavily contaminated sites, rebuilding on brownfields. But I do think it is important and I am grateful for all these environmental groups that are still demanding answers and holding the DEP and the EPA accountable because we do need to be sure that it's safe. Inga, this is possibly a big question, but do you think Bellwether, Hillco will deliver on all these promises? And when can we expect the Bellwether district to be complete? So they have a 20-year time frame. I mean, we won't see 19,000 jobs next year. It does seem there's a huge, huge demand for warehouses. Like we keep ordering more and more stuff. Online. I know I we, do. <laughs> yeah, we are not stopping. We right. are not going back uh, for better or worse. And logistics is a huge field. You need to move all these goods. First, you need to bring them into the country if they're imported. Then you need to store them. Then you need to send them out to wherever. So there's a huge market for that and a huge demand. And We've seen a lot of controversies in South Jersey, in the Lehigh Valley, where they're building these giant warehouses in this very rich agricultural land. You know, I hate to see that. And a problem with those warehouses is there's no local workforce. And so people who work in those warehouses in those rural communities have to commute long distances. Here in Philly, we have a workforce just right next door. And we have all this access to existing highways, the port, the airport. If we're going to have these warehouses, this is the absolute perfect place to put it from a logistics point of view, from a, a workforce point of view. So I think that's a good thing. So will it come to fruition? I think there are a lot of market reasons that suggest it will. I think the life sciences part will be a little more tricky because there are already several strong life sciences or lab developments. The Brandywine one near 30th Street Station, Penovation, University City Science District. And those are much more integrated into the city, into, into the transit system. So they're easier to develop. Hilco's life science development is a little less accessible. So I think that's going to move more slowly. But all in all, I think it's, you know, we have to create jobs in Philadelphia. We have way too many people who are living in poverty and who don't have access to jobs. And I think it's really, these kinds of economic developments are really crucial to the city's future. That's Inga Saffron, architecture columnist at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thanks so much for being on CityCast Philly. My pleasure. Nice to talk to you. You too. We'll have a link to Inga's full story in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about the new Bellwether District in South Philly, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.